Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer, and welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. Thanks for tuning in today. And if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the show so you get notified whenever a new episode is released online completely for free for you. And today you will listen to a very cool interview with my guest Kirsten Jones. So I heard her on another podcast and I was really blown away by everything thing she said there. So I learned so much and she's really into high performance and peak performance. And we are all about what can we do to perform better, to get more done in a day and to just be more in the flow. And she has the toolbox to all of that. So we will mainly talk about mindset today, about visualization, and she's also a big fan of journaling. To give you a little bit of more background information about Kirsten Jones and who she is, she worked for over 14 years for the global sporting goods giant Nike as a footwear executive, both in Europe and at their world headquarter in Portland, Oregon. She is currently a motivational speaker, writer, and peak performance coach who works with both teen and pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and business leaders. So I promise you will take a lot with you from this interview. And if you haven't already, you can grab your podcast listening journal to make sure that you get all your notes stored in one place. There's a link in the show notes. And also I'm announcing at the end, I'm going to introduce to you a brand new author who's a therapist. And also I do have a very romantic story about a musician in the end. So stay tuned after the interview. I will let you know more about that. But I think you are now completely ready as I am to listen to all the power and all the energy from my amazing guest. And here she is for you, Kirsten Jones. Hi, Kirsten. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that we finally made it. Before we started recording, I said that this was kind of the toughest challenge to get you on the podcast. <laughs> For some reason, the energies weren't aligning, but we're here. We did it. It's amazing. It's going to yes. be great. Now, definitely. And uh, I, as a magician, always say it's all about timing in life. So it seems to be that today in this time and space, this is the perfect timing that we talk. And 
Kirsten, the audience will understand why I was giving everything to get you on the show. So I heard just one podcast interview with you and I was sure that I had to have you on the show. So I reached out directly after I finished listening to this episode and now I made it. You are here. So please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, I'm so glad you did. Thank you so much for reaching out. My name is Kirsten Jones and I'm a peak performance coach. Um, I work with entrepreneurs, business leaders, and athletes all about bringing you know, the best into our lives. I believe that what we focus on expands. And when we create the life of our dreams, whether it's in romance or finance or whatever it is you're pursuing, that there's the possibility to do that. And when we really put our mind to something, then we can create that life. And that's what I love helping my clients with um, do every day. That is perfect. So that sounds almost magical. And I can't wait to have you reveal all the secrets on mindset visualization and manifestation. To give our listeners a better picture, can you share a little bit of your backstory, Kirsten? Sure. So I was a college athlete. I live in LA right now. I grew up in, in Montana and then played college volleyball um, and actually was had the honor recently was being inducted into the Hall of Fame at my college in Virginia, College of William and Mary, which was an amazing honor uh, 25 years after I graduated. Um, but after college, I moved to Europe and was living in Budapest, Hungary, and um, ironically met the man of my dreams in an Irish pub, <laughs> Budapest, Hungary, as you do. He was over there playing pro basketball and I was playing volleyball. And we, on the first night we met, said, what's your dream? And he said, well, I want to work for Nike. And I said, well, so do I. How do we figure that out? And lo and behold, <laughs> three months later, I was moving to Vienna. I had gotten a job with Nike, with their Eastern European office, was based in Vienna. And a mere nine months later, he got a job. Um, and then they moved that office to Stockholm. We were in Sweden for two and a half years, then Amsterdam for five and a half years at their European headquarters. And then eventually back at Nike's world headquarters in Portland, Oregon for another seven or eight years. Um, so at Nike, I did everything from product creation and merchandising to I ran a program called Product Creation University, where we taught design, development, product marketing. How do we come up with concepts? How do we come up with ideas? And it was when I was doing that that I realized I loved helping people figure out what they want. And so it was, this was back in 2008, I had this vision for having a business where that's what I got to do. And it was kind of, I mean, life coaching was around, but it, you know, maybe there was a Tony Robbins or, you know, a couple names, but it wasn't quite as prevalent as it is now. But I've created a business in the last five years where I get to meet clients, whether it's out hiking or at the gym or on a walk or on phone or Skype. Um, and we get to talk about what is it you're manifesting? What is it you're creating? And I use all the tools that I learned along the way, both as an athlete and then as a business leader at Nike. And now as a mother of three and a wife um, that I help also student athletes, young athletes as, as they're coming up and figuring out what their path is as well. So it's a lot of fun. Very inspirational, Kirsten, what you are telling. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, where is the connection like in between, between working out and being really fit and being a successful entrepreneur business person? I say how we do one thing is how we do everything. So when we start paying attention to the little stuff, 
the little stuff becomes the big stuff. So what is it that you're manifesting, right? What you're saying to me, I can't hear because what you're doing is speaking so loud that, you know, it drowns it out essentially. So we say one thing and we do another. This is human nature. We say we want to get in shape, but we don't work out. We say we want to lose 10 pounds, but we eat the bag of chips. We say we want to get the bigger job, but we don't make a phone call. So I work with my clients on aligning your mission with your vision and your values so that you are speaking, saying, doing on a daily basis. And we're human, right? So by nature, we're all going to mess up on this. This is just by nature. But the more we can start living in alignment. So I give tools to my clients um, that I implement myself and test to see how can I do that on on a... you know, a more supported way so that it, it doesn't have to be struggle. It doesn't have to be painful. People say, ugh, but I don't like to work out or ugh, I don't want to make the phone call. Well, what is it that you truly desire? And when you can tell me what you truly desire, like you light up when you talk about that. Like I have a client that she's been ill for the last six months, eight months. And we started talking about jewelry and she's like, yeah, but do you know this designer and that designer and this designer? And she's like, I'd love to have my own jewelry company. And it was like, all of a sudden we were talking to a different person (laughs) and that is beautiful because once we tap into that, then yes, it's going to be hard. Yes. There's no magic pill that you take, but once you identify and it may take a while, but you identify what are the little pieces of the onion that you can start pulling away, then you can really get to the fun stuff. Amazing. It sounds like you have your own magic toolbox with everything in there to create that. And I really love what you were saying about actions. So not so much talking about it, but really doing it and uh, getting these results. So let's start with starting the day. Kirsten, how does someone like you delivering all this peak performance and also helping people to deliver a peak performance, how do you start your day? Well, we don't eat the elephant in one bite, right? So you have to start where you are. And I think people get, what happens is you can say you need to do X, Y, and Z, and then people get into overwhelm and they get into shutdown. So usually it's first finding out where you are and what your goals are, assessing kind of These are the areas I I love to do exercise with my clients called the balance wheel, where you look at all the pieces of your life, everything from health to fitness, to wealth, to relationships, to spirituality. And you kind of assess on a scale of one to 10, how do each, how do I feel in each of those pieces of the pie? And PS, this is life. It's a moving object. It's never going to be stagnant or stationary. It's always going to be in flux, which is fine. But what are those things like here we are in the beginning of 2019 What are the things that you really want to bring into being? Like, here we are having a conversation a year from now, Jennifer, and you're saying, oh my gosh, that was the best year ever because I'm doing this today. What is that one thing? And once we start identifying those, then we can start looking at what are the daily habits that would support getting there. So for example, kind of where I'm at, like sometimes if if people don't meditate at all or they don't have any type of spiritual or religious practice A lot of what we need to do is spend time cutting out the outside noise. We are so bombarded by noise that's coming from everywhere outside of our brain that then becomes the noise inside of our own head. And that's what limits us in creating what we want. I call it life on purpose. When you're living on purpose, i.e. you are creating what you desire, 
the noise is still there, but it starts to get quieter and quieter. And so how do you do that? Well, I have what I call a morning ritual. I don't know if you share with your audience these types of tools, but I have a tool I could send you that we could share around what is it you do every day on a daily basis. For example, I get up, you know, my house gets up at 620. So I get up at 520. So I have an hour to myself and I meditate for 20 to 30 minutes. And then I journal in gratitude as if it's already happening. So what am I creating? What am I going to create today? What am I going to get in bed at the end of the day and say, wow, how lucky am I? I got to have that day. And here's the beauty of it. You get to create it. You get to write down how, how it is that you want to show up. Well, people say, yeah, that's great, Kirsten, but I, I, I can say that I want to go on a trip to Africa, but that doesn't mean I get to do it. No, but you get to create who that person is that gets to go on that trip to Africa. Who, what, what phone calls does she make? What business does she do? What, how, does she, how does she exercise? What shape does she need to be in to go there? Oh, well, if I went on a three-mile run today or if I made this phone call that got me this business deal, that starts to shift our inner, our inner you know, the endorphins in our brain start to trigger once we start to feel like, oh, wow, this is possibility. And here's the big thing is we write these down, we get all excited, you read it out loud to yourself. And if it really fires you up, you know you're onto something. If you're like, meh, eh, it's not so exciting, you know you're not quite there. And this is an exercise in and of itself because it's scary to write down what you really want. It's much easier to just go, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, play small and I'll sit over here on the sidelines and someday my my you know my dream will appear. No, you have to talk about that dream now. And start acting as if. I'll give you an example. So you, before we started recording, you said, you know, what are you bringing to being? And I said, I want to write a book this year. It scares the heck out of me to say that. That's something that I've really wanted for, I've been talking about for about three years. Even today, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to design the cover of the book so that I already have a visual that's sitting on my desk every day that I'm looking at it as I'm talking about it, sharing it with people. Who is she that writes a book? Who is she that's an author? She's somebody that's already taking action. And that's just one step. You know, another step is in figuring out how you're going to outline it. And, you know, but it's little itty bitty pieces. And when we start to take a, take apart, you know, we, we get overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, to write a book, there's so many pieces to it. And there are. But what do I need to do today that's going to get me to that goal if that goal of, of January 20, uh, 2020 that I'm sitting here having this conversation with you like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to promote my book on your podcast today, a year later. Hmm. That's a perfect approach. And so I guess when I got this right, that you would advise doing a reverse engineering, like looking where you want to go and then break it down backwards. Absolutely. And that's what I did as an athlete. If you talk to any of the most elite athletes in the world, I love to share the story of... Um, of Phil Mickelson, who's a golfer who was already a PGA golfer, but his mother and his wife both got breast cancer. And for six to nine months, he didn't golf a single day. But every day he'd sit in the hospital and he would play the round of golf in his head. And here's the beautiful thing. Our brains don't know the difference between when we write something down and when we've actually done it. So when you're writing down in gratitude as if it's already happened, it's start your things are starting to turn things are starting to shift 
Well, once his mother became healthy and his wife became healthy, he went out and he shot a perfect game, even though he hadn't stepped on the grass for nine months. Why? Because his brain didn't know the difference. Now, that's years and years and years of training, but it all starts with today. I can give you another example. I know of a man who wanted to lose 100 pounds, and the assignment was for the first month, you put on your shoes and you go to the gym and you spend five minutes walking around the gym and then you leave. You could say, well, that's kind of stupid. How are you going to lose weight doing that? You got 100 pounds to lose. You better spend some time. Well, here, your body is not used to going to the gym. So if you're 100 pounds overweight, I dare say you probably haven't been to the gym in a while. So you're now creating a new habit. I am the person that goes to the gym. Okay, so for 30 days, this man just went to the gym every day. Where do I put my towel? Where do I get the water bottle? How do I, you know, how do I check in? He just started becoming familiar so that he became the guy who went to the gym. 30 days into it, okay, now I'm going to be the guy that works out for 20 minutes. Little bit by bit. What happens when we want to try something new, you know, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to, you know, out of the gate, you're not going to go run 20 miles if you've never run before, right? So it's the same approach to whatever goal we're trying to create in our lives. Start very, very small. And the beauty, here's the real magic. All you have to focus focus on is the what and the why. When we focus on what and why, the how appears. And we usually get this wrong because we're like, but how am I going to run a marathon? But how am I going to lose 100 pounds? But how am I going to write the book? No, 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 no. That's not your job. Your job is why am I writing this book? Why do I want to lose 100 pounds? Why do I want to run the marathon? When your why is strong enough, the how appears because you start saying, oh, well, what do I need to do today in order to make that happen? And all you have to worry about is today. Wow, that is so nicely said. And it sounds like a magic formula you are sharing here. (laughs) So you have all this experience, Kirsten, with meditation, visualization. And I think it's a big part in sports too. So that you really visualize the game before, before you are on the field. So not only in golf, but also in other games. So what would you say from your expertise, what is like the best manifestation technique that you can share besides sitting down and journaling in a mood of uh, gratefulness? So if it, if, for, if specifically for sport and like I work with teen athletes as well. So what we focus on expands. So what are you creating? So even before I, before you put a foot on the floor in the morning, what game are you playing? How are you showing up? And this, you can do this at any uh, stage of life. Okay, I'm long past being a, a competitive athlete, but I still go to the gym every day. I still get to decide who's showing up at the gym. How hard is she going to work? How much am I going to be affected by who is or isn't on the treadmill next to me? So every day, you before you even get out of bed, which is part of the gratitude, you know, the journal prompts all of that. But even with athletics. What are you visualizing? I was working with a teen athlete this week, actually, and she made the last team. She's on the fifth team, and all of her friends are on the third team, and she really doesn't want to be there, and she's not motivated. And I said, but what's the one thing you have 100% control over? 
And she was like, well, I guess I, I have control over like my attitude and how much I support my teammates and how much I talk to the coach. And I said, exactly. But we think when we have things happen to us, or we perceive them as happening to us, that we don't have any power. That, oh, this is, this is not my fault. So I'm going to sit over here and pout. So what if you were the girl that showed up in the gym 10 minutes early and asked the coach, can I do some extra drills? What if you were the girl that showed up to the team and said, why don't we do it? We don't know each other very well because we're new. Why don't we get to know each other better? What if you asked the coach, what can I do to improve so that I can play more? How, how do you think that would impact how you feel being there? Those are all things that are intrinsically driven that we have to realize we have within us. And a lot of times we give our power away. We think things are happening to us. So we create a story about why I'm not playing, why I didn't get the job, why I don't have friends, right? why I'm on the fifth team. But what we really can be doing is saying, wow, here's an opportunity for me to create what I truly desire. Mm, Amazing. So what would you say when it comes to peak performance in life? And I mean, in business and in private life, in your personal development, what are the areas required or what can we do to be able to deliver a peak performance? You know, peak performance is a little bit of a nebulous term, right? Because mm -hmm. what, to me, I see it like the peak, the top of a mountain. You get to the top of the mountain and then you're going down the other side and then you're going back up another mountain. It's not something that's sustainable, nor would we really, you know, it always ebbs and flows, which is good because again, I think there's this, a lot of people have this idea that I'll be happy when, you know, and that happiness is this consistent state of when I make a million dollars, when I find the love of my life, when I, but in reality, life, you know, if you're Buddhist, life is suffering. Life is about ups and downs. We want to feel the pain because then we really enjoy those moments. And they're very little moments in the scheme of things, but they're what, it's how we feel when we reach the top of the mountain, when we cross the finish line, when I lose the hundred pounds, when I work with the clients on really embodying, what does that moment feel like? I'll give you a, an example from my personal life. This summer, my husband and I will be, have been married 20 years. And when we got married, we were living in Europe at the time. So, but we had the wedding in Montana. So we actually honeymooned in Montana on this, on Flathead Lake, which is the lake I grew up on. And ironically, I was scheduling stuff for this summer. And um, for some reason, it just kind of came to me like, oh, we should go back to Montana, which we live in LA now. So we never go back there. And it dawned on me, wow, it'll be 20 years exactly since I was back there on a lake. And to look back and think about all that's transpired in 20 years, I've lived in five different countries and six different states and had three kids and worked for Nike and you know done all these amazing things. But I can tell you what it will feel like sitting on that dock with the morning sun warming my skin as I drink a cup of coffee, enjoying that moment. And when I focus on that and I think about, wow, and I'm with a man that who knew that, you know, 25 years later, we would be happier than we were when we first met. That's all how we show up every day. That's all how we decide what we're creating. And I think that's, 
the magic in setting the tone and visualizing and creating what you truly desire in life. That's a really strong story. And uh, it's amazing that you can create all that in your mind first. So I always say it's this dealing with the invisible and being able to see things that are not there yet and being able to feel it, to touch it, like to be, really be in the situation. So do you have some tips for the listeners, Kirsten, how they could accomplish that? Because I know a lot of People have really trouble sitting down and visualizing, coming up with pictures and then even more of feeling things that are not there. And especially maybe in a day they don't feel very well. So what are like some exercises or let's compare it to sports like visualization warm up? Great question. So um, one thing I do with clients a lot and I have on my wall I'm staring at right now is a vision board, um, which once you do the balance wheel exercise that I mentioned I, earlier, you then take, you look at those pieces of your, of your life. Is it my health? Is it a business goal? Is it a relationship goal? And then you go to magazines, the internet, whatever, and you, things will speak to you. As you see an image, you think, oh, wow, to go on safari or to hike to the top of that mountain, or for me, even just the simpleness of I can picture sitting on this dock, that goes up on the vision board. Because that's something that is obviously speaking to you. And that's kind of how you start to prime the pump of understanding, oh, what is it that I'm truly creating in my life? Because we're all creating, we, we think things are happening to us, but we're either We're letting it happen to us or we're, we're doing it on purpose. So you might as well create what you want, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Instead of waiting for it to happen. I actually just listened to Jack Canfield who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and has sold over 500 million copies of his book. And he was a teacher. He was a school teacher. But he said he designed the cover of that book long before he got rejected 144 times from different publishers when he went to try to get that book sold in. But he said, every time I would tell the story, people would, re uh, you know, a story that ended up being the book, people would just light up. They wanted to hear more. And I kept getting people saying, well, how do, where do I find that story? Where do I find the story? He goes, that's when I put the book together. But yet the universe, 144 publishers told me it wasn't worth it. But he goes, I knew, I just knew in my bones. He goes, and I finally found this little itty bitty publisher down in Florida who said, okay, we'll give it a go. I think we could sell about 20,000 copies. And Jack said, well, that's kind of not really at all what we were talking about. She said, well, what did you have in mind? He said, well, I wanna, we want to sell 50,000 by the end of the year. It's July. And we want to sell a million and a half copies before you know, the full year is out. Said, well, that's a little bit ambitious. And he <laughs> said, you know what we did? <laughs> Just that. So when we start to set a stake in the ground about what it is we truly desire, then look out because the universe is actually trying to collude with you, but usually we're putting up the blocks. We're the ones that are, are resisting the energy for it. So I would encourage your listeners to create a vision board. If you've never done it, I actually do it with my kids on new year's Eve. I tortured them with that. It's like the, <laughs> the downside of having a, a life coach as a mom, but, <laughs> yeah. but and, well, and I can tell you my 15 year old, three years ago, we had just moved to LA And he on there said, you know, I don't have any friends. I'm brand new. So his vision board was as simple as community. So it doesn't have to be, you know, fancy trips or houses or anything. It can be something very simple, like connection, like 
having a friend. And sure enough, that year happened to be the year of, of dances and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. And he started to get invited to those. And out of that, he got joined a basketball team and then a soccer team. And he's like, wow, mom, I actually have a ton of friends now. Um, so it works. You have to be very careful about what you put out there because life starts to shift very quickly for you. So true, Kirsten. And uh, what about you? Do you already have a cover of your book? And uh, more important, do you have a title that you can share here in uh, secret? <laughs> Would be a working title. But um, the name of the podcast is Hashtag Raising Athletes. Um, so the book is, is in that zone. So that's what I'm picturing right now. I don't have it. I actually listened to it. Jack Canfield talk about that this morning. So I haven't had time to draft the book cover, but I put, I wrote it down. Like this is something that's on my to-do list. When I come out of my meditation, I write down in gratitude what I'm going to do for the day. And then I write down the three to five things that I can get done. And here's the, here's the big clincher too. So you write the things down, you go through your day, life happens, you don't get them all done. And then what do we do? We beat ourselves up. Ugh. I suck. I didn't get any of this done. I just, I'm horrible. I'm awful, right? Okay, I'm never going to journal again. Wrong. The end of the day, you look at what you got done. I, I put little boxes next to them and I put a big check mark. Yes, I did this. And if I didn't get it done, I put a little arrow and that goes to the next page. And at the end of the day, I get in bed and I say, I love you. I bless you. I forgive you. I release you. I love you. I bless you. I forgive you. I release you. That message may be going to a client, a person that cut you off in traffic, your spouse, <laughs> a friend, <laughs> most of all, usually it's to yourself because we're so hard on ourselves and we have such high expectations. And here's what happens. We don't hit the bar. We opt out. Uh, I see. I, and I get clients that I, I love it when I get the call. I stick at this. I'm awful. You're going to want to fire me. Why? Well, because I didn't do anything. I said I was great. Step one is awareness. And that's how we grow. We start to realize, is it important? If it's important, you put it on the next page the next day. And there are certain things, like my taxes, that get written on the page for a good three to four weeks before I really say, no, 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 I really have to do the taxes, right? There are other things that you're like, oh, goody, I get to go do this today. And that's the first thing you write down. You know, my workout is usually one of them. Like, oh, great, I get to go do that. That's my gift to myself. Perfect. As to, yeah, as we start to practice with that, like anything, it becomes a muscle. And we start to realize, oh, wow, I'm in such control over what I'm creating. And it's a beautiful thing. Very true. So, Kirsten, we have a magic deal. I bring you back in the beginning of February oh. 2020, <laughs> and we will talk about your book. So and uh, now it's, it's online and thousands of people are going to hear this. <laughs> so as you said, you have to be careful what you say. And there is this famous saying, so be careful what you wish for, because it might be that you get it. And I think it's really true. And as you said, so where our t attention is, is also where our focus is, where the energy flows. And uh, it's really shocking how many people focus on all the negative 
uh, news. So yes. even in the morning, and this is like that primes your day. Yes. So I think it's really the best what you're doing, like having this meditation and also having this time for yourself. And even when you have a family taking this time for yourself and this space for yourself to decide clearly in your mind what you really would like to have and the, the steps to go. You always start your morning. The phone is off. You do not log in. You don't check. You know, here's the problem. We, we Oh, I'm just going to get that quick hit. I need that little endorphin hit. I'm going to just find out what the, oh, really? That guy did that again? Like, And then we get sucked into that. And the next thing you know, you're answering emails and texts and your morning's gone. And it, it happens to me. I mean, I number, I've, I'm on day 290 today that I've actually journaled. Because I start, I've started journals thousands of times and started and stopped and started and stopped. And I'm on not consecutive days, like Christmas went sideways and I didn't get the days in a row. But you start building the muscle where, you, oh, I've got my journaling. I need to go back to that. But you spend the morning before you turn anything on. And again, I like to do it before anybody else is awake because that gives you this total time of quiet. And I know what you're saying. Oh, really? You're going to get you. I have to get up an hour earlier. You don't understand. I'm really, really busy. It's funny how what, once we realize we can do hard things, and that's why, that's why I say it has to be at your own pace. You'll figure this out. Like I didn't start doing 530 in the morning. I used to tell myself that I can't possibly do that. That's not going to happen. And then I got, I was part of this mastermind group where they were from all over the United States. And that was the only time that worked. And the deal was we had to meet every day. We did a zoom call at five 30 in the morning for 15 minutes through Christmas, through new year's one year. And I, <laughs> at the end of the 90 days, I was like, I can do this. <laughs> you know? And, it, and there were many mornings that you're like, really? But you didn't want to, didn't want to miss the call because if you were the one to miss the call, the whole group had to start over and you Whoa. had to start it one again right a lot of pressure <laughs> right so it was this accountability thing yeah and that's that's the what are the tricks you know what it is it's a little bit of a trick what are mm -hmm. the tricks that you can come up with that hold yourself accountable some of us are great holding ourselves accountable others of us need some external accountability so identifying you know, no, no, no. I, I, I don't, I, if I tell myself I'm going to lose five pounds, I lose five pounds, or I'm going to run the marathon, I run the marathon. Other people are like, if my running partner isn't waiting for me there on the corner, I'm going back, back to bed. Right. So identifying what those, those things are is huge too. Fantastic. So maybe Kirsten, you can share with us one story like your biggest manifestation success. And I know you also got into uh, speaking and you kind of manifested this as well. But to leave our listeners for today really deeply inspired, what is like the best story you manifested so far? So aside from the one where I'm back here, in February 2020, talking to you about my book. Yes. Ah, okay. You're listening. Perfect. Awareness. I like that. Good perception. Yeah. Last year's one that I manifested was, um, yes, my vision, my dream, um, but I've been afraid of asking because I really love to get on and do motivational speaking and love to be on bigger and bigger stages. And I met the woman who runs, it's called Women Leaders in College Sports through a, through a client of mine. She introduced us. And as soon as I got on the phone with that woman, she, I, out of my mouth flew, 
I want to speak at your convention. And she said, oh, that's great. She's like, well, it's in three months and we already have all of our speakers lined up. Um, but thanks so much. I so appreciate that. Um, but maybe next year. And, and I got off the phone and I was like, uh-uh, like I, I, I'm supposed to speak at that event. And a couple weeks went by and I was meditating one day and I came out of the meditation. I'm like, I just know, like, you know what I need to do? Every single thing in my life whether it's meeting the man in the Irish pub or it's my dreams or getting to work for Nike or whatever, whatever I've created, it's because I said yes to me. And when I make that decision and this decision involved money, I had to book a ticket. It would be, it was out in Atlanta. I had to register to be part of the conference because they weren't going to pay me to speak because they didn't know who I was. I went ahead and registered. I bought the ticket. Literally, Three days later, I'm driving in the car with my husband and I said, oh, by the way, I hope you're in town in a couple months because I'm going to go to this conference. And he's like, oh, what's that about? And I said, I don't know. I just have this feeling that I'm going to get there. Somebody's going to cancel. They're just going to need a speaker and, and it's going to happen. And he's like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check out our calendars. And we happen to be driving down the coast and we stop for gas and I get out of the car and my cell phone ding. And I looked down and the woman says, we would love to have you speak at our convention if you're available. And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course, because I asked for it because I said yes to myself first. And I think a lot of times we're waiting for somebody else to tell us we're enough. Oh yes, Kirsten, you're qualified to do that. And here, let me show you. But once we say, no, Kirsten, you can do that. I don't need to validate you first. You've validated yourself. Then the universe finds a way of saying, okay, well, now that you're good with yourself, here's your opportunity. Perfect. That's really a motivational story and so great how you manifested that. And I'm sure a lot of people would love to get into uh, speaking and it's really about starting and taking this call to adventure and uh, being brave, stepping on stage and really reaching out because as you also said in another example, a lot of people are just sitting at home and uh, like doing the law of attraction and thinking of something, desiring something, and then thinking it, it will happen by itself. But you have to take action, like inspired action, and show the universe that you are ready. There's a great joke where this man, he wants to win the lottery, and he keeps praying, you know, can I win the lottery? Please, Lord, may I win the lottery? Finally, one day, he's praying about winning the lottery, and he hears a voice, and the voice says, go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so here's God trying to help you win the lottery. But if you don't go buy the tickets, we can't help you give you the money, right? So a lot of times we're sitting on the couch praying for the lottery, but we're not willing to go buy the ticket. So go buy the yep. ticket so that the universe can help you get what you want. Because they're actually it's actually trying to help you. But we're sitting back because we're afraid of what might possibly be the case. So a new message is coming in for you, I guess. So uh, you manifested already something again during our <laughs> podcast interview, right? Can't, can only be a positive message. There you go. <laughs> It's my lottery ticket, I think. <laughs> 
Yes, that's it. That's it. So, uh, Kirsten, before I ask you the last question for today, you mentioned your podcast, Raising Athletes. Where can uh, people find it and listen to it? And uh, we know you will be back talking about your book. So far, everyone <laughs> has to wait and can use the time to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, it's hashtag Raising Athletes. It's on my website, kirstenjonesinc.com and on iTunes. And I would be forever grateful if you would go in and have a listen. We have you know, an NBA, NBA athlete, a sleep expert. Last week I interviewed an NFL, former NFL um, player who lasted seven years in the league and is now moving on manifesting his next piece. So there's lots of great um, interviews in there would be so grateful if you would leave a rating and share it and leave comments and, and feedback. That would be wonderful. Amazing. So we got that covered also your website and Kirsten, is this the best way to approach you in case someone is interested in a one -on one coaching with you? Yes, I had, there's a contact page on my website. So jump in there and you can jump on my, on my calendar and we'll have a free call and talk about what it is you're trying to, to create and we can see if we're a good fit. Perfect. So now here's the last question for today for you. Kirsten, what are your three best tips to improve the mindset instantly and rise the frequency to attract better things and make your dreams happen? Mm, good question. Three tips. I would say the biggest tip is letting go. We get so caught up in what everything that's going on outside. So it's getting quiet, which is whether it's going for a run, meditating, praying, whatever you need to do to get quiet within yourself. Number two would be identifying that voice within. We are the top five people we spend time with. And by that, I mean not necessarily even physical time with, but what are the voices in your head? What are they saying to you? Are they positive or negative? So finding out who those people are. And they, by the way, that you may not even know them, but it's what podcasts are you listening to? What shows are you listening to? And, and yes, what friends and family are you surrounding yourself with? And who, what are they saying? I mean, I had a very dear friend a couple years ago who I told her, this was three years ago, that I wanted to manifest this book. And she laughed and she said, no one's going to buy your book. And I was like, oh, like it just hurt so bad. And I realized, wow, I, I love her. I still very much care about her, but I need to be around somebody who's just written their book. And so sure enough, I've manifested. I've made, met and made friends with a New York Times bestselling author, and she's kind of taken me under her wing. And like, I need to focus on that. Find somebody who's done, already done what you want to do and make friends with them. And let's literally, I showed up at one of her, she came to LA and I showed up at one of her events and I walked up to her afterward and I said, we should be friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, you know, it through, I've actually done some work for her and it's starting to, it's starting to blossom. Um, and number three would be show up every day and be kind to yourself. We get to be so hard on ourselves about what our expectations are and whether we meet them or not. Some days it's going to be a home run. Other days, the best thing you can do is go for the walk around the block or take the bath or just when things aren't going the way we want don't sabotage yourself. Just find things that could help and heal and soothe yourself so that when you feel good again, 
you're ready to take action and you're, you haven't gone backwards. You've just kind of like, okay, I plateaued for a day. That's okay. It's all right. We don't have to be charging ahead every day. We need to just be figuring out what feels good, listening to that, listening to, to the, the stadium of people around us that are supporting us on our journey and then going for it. Very helpful advice in a nutshell. So that helped a lot. Kirsten, it was such a pleasure to have you on Pure Mind Magic today. And I'm so glad we finally made it. You shared a lot of great content from your brilliant mind. And I can't wait to bring you back talking about your book. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining today. At my interview with Kirsten Jones, definitely make sure to check out what she is doing by visiting her website that is shared in the show notes below this episode. And as I mentioned in the beginning, a new author reached out to me. She's a therapist. Her name is Jacqueline, and she's a licensed professional counselor. And she's all about healing journeys, helping people with anxiety, depression, and other trauma-related issues. She's the mother of two young children and now wrote her first book that has the title From the Inside Out, Therapist's Confession of Courage, Strength, and Hope. There will also be a link in the show notes if you're interested to checking out her work and her new book. And then I was talking to you about this romantic story that got my way. So the musician was reaching out and I just thought, wow, that is pure love. That fits very well with pure mind magic. So his name is C. Rowe and the song title is Be There Always. So what is specially romantic about that? There's a backstory Because Zero has written and performed this very song, Be There Always, for his own wife at their wedding reception. And now as a special romantic surprise for his wife, he published this song as a gift for their 13th anniversary to kind of keep that memory alive for themselves and also for their children. I just thought that is so nice and that's so romantical. I have to put that here in the show and include it. So I will play the song right now. You can get it, as I said, be there always. And if you would like to get the song yourself, then just click on the link in the show notes. You can listen to it on Spotify and also other resources. That's it for today. I wish you a very magical weekend wherever you are in the world right now. Talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic. Introspections says there's nothing wrong with me With tears behind my smiles oh, that man called yeah. happy But the strength behind my guile Couldn't hide what made me weak Searching for someone true I was praying for somebody to 
every time I pull my line to find yeah. empty. Fishing in a lifeless river with my calling to.